Perak Vav Mishnah Zion. Tonight's actually my father's 14th yard site. Uh, let this learning be as a chus for his neshama. Rabbi Avam Yosef ben Abshraga Fivel. Says the Mishnah Hill Vaho al Hamashkon, if one lends on collateral, meaning Reuven lends to Shimon, lends him money, or he lends him fruit. Mashkin, and in exchange, he receives a collateral from Shimon, the Mashkin. So now Shomer Sacher, Reuven the lender, becomes a Shomer Sacher, a quote unquote paid watchman over this Mashkin that he's holding. So he has Schar Mitzvah over the loan. If the Mashkin now gets lost or stolen, a Shomer Sacher is obligated to compensate, to pay for Geneva Aveda, therefore Reuven would be Chayev to pay Shimon for the Mashkin. And what is this Indian of Schar Mitzvah? So the Gemara explains, Since at the time of the loan, the lender, Reuven, is being Osik in a mitzvah. So we know the principle of Osik in a mitzvah, you're Patim in a mitzvah. When you're Osik in one mitzvah, you're exempt from another mitzvah. So since at that moment, if an Ani were to come over to you and say, I need tzedakah, you'd be exempt from giving him tzedakah because you're being Osik in a different mitzvah of lending money to Shimon. Therefore, that pleasure that you receive, how are you nasa, it makes you into a Shomer Sacher on the Mashkin, as long as the Mashkin is found by you. This is the opinion of the Tanakhama. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer says, Rabbi Yehuda, if one lends money, Shomer Chinam, he's a Shomer Chinam, not a Shomer Sacher. Why? Because according to Yehuda, ain't schar mitzvah nechshav k'schar in yaden. The schar mitzvah that we're discussing here is not deemed a schar, like a reward, like payment with regards to din, with regards to judgment. And therefore, Reuven is still going to be a regular Shomer Chinam, a, a free uh, uh, Shomer who watches something for, for no charge. And therefore, he's exempt from Geneva Vavid. He's not chayev if it gets lost or stolen. He's part of it gets lost or stolen. He's only chayev to pay if he's negligent with the mashkin. Although Peros, but if, if Reuven lent money to Shimon, then Shomasacher, then Reuven would be like a Shomasacher. Because fruit, the derech of fruit, is that they would rot, they just stay in his domain. So when Reuben lends it to Shimon, so now, he can lend it for a six-month duration, he's going to receive fresh fruit. So that's a pleasure, that Hana that Reuben receives makes him to a Shomasacher over the Mashkin. But if he just lends money, he's a Shomachinam. And this is going to be the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. He will differentiate uh, based on what Reuven is lending. However, the Allah does follow like the Tanakhah, like the first opinion, that whether Reuven lends fruit, whether he lends money, it doesn't really matter. He becomes a Shomer Sacher from the Sechad that he gets from being Osik and and being exempt from another mitzvah. Abishal, Omar says Abishal, Mutter Adam Lahaskir Mashkono Shal Ani is permitted for a person to, to rent out the Mashkon of an Ani. Meaning, say you lent money to a poor person and you received a Mashkin in exchange, you're permitted now to rent it out to other people. Leo Posik Allah to start collecting rent on the Mashkin, and then deduct that rent off of the chov, the debt that this Ani owes you. It's as if you're returning a lost object to the Ani, meaning that the Ani can't pay you back for the loan. If you can use his mashkin, rent it out, and use that money to pay off the Ani's loan, you're being Meshav Aveda. And now, once you know the Ani's loan is paid off by this rent, you give the Ani back his mashkin. So that's why we view it, we view it as, as, as Meshav Aveda. Meaning, it's, it's excellent that the loan is being paid off um, by collecting the rent that you're renting out this mashkin for. But the Meshav Aveda, like the returning the lost object part of it, is referring to the actual mashkin. Because now you can give that mashkin back to the Ani once the loan is entirely paid off. And that's the halacha. 
And the Gemara explains, didn't say no it's only with a mashkin, that you can rent it out, you know, for a lot of money. And it only goes down in value a drop. Like a ma'adi, like a hoe, or a an axe. So you can rent it out for lots of usage. It's not going to really depreciate much. So then it would be permitted to do this. Something that, you know, it's going to be used a lot, um, and it's going to actually, you know, deteriorate its value. Then you can't do this because then you're damaging, you know, the borrower's uh, item, the borrower's mashkin. That would be uh, off limits. That would be forbidden. And Mishnah Chas. One who's transporting a barrel from place to place. He's doing it for his friend. And then Ushvara, it breaks. So, or whether he was doing it just for free, he's a Shomachinam, was only obligated to pay something that he's negligent in. Everything else is exempt. He's being paid to do this. So, he'd be to pay for negligence or Pshia, and he'd be to pay for Gneva if it gets lost or stolen, he'd be to pay. In both cases, Yeshava, all he has to do is swear. Bartunu explains that in the Havmina, we think, that he swears that he was not negligent. And then he's part of his exempt, he's off the hook. Yes. In both scenarios, whether it's a Shemachinam, whether it's a Shemachinam, he can swear that he wasn't negligent and he's exempt. But to me, I'm in wonderment. Like, how do we let them swear? What does this mean? So the Bartunu explains like this. I also heard from my Rabbanim, like Reb Meir's opinion, that both the Shomachinim and the Shomachinim could swear they were not negligent and they're off the hook. I don't understand. I'm in wonder. How can they just get off the hook by swearing and being exempt? Because the Shomachinim, how can he exempt himself with the Shavuah that he was not pushy, he was not negligent? Without negligence, he could still be chayev. Shein's onus, it's not an onus to exempt him. The breaking of this barrel is comparable to Gneva Vaveda, being lost or stolen. Shein Kraven, it's much more close to a Pshia, to being negligent or to an onus, to make one chayev. And furthermore, Say he didn't break as he was like going down a slope. You know, then he tripped. You know, maybe it's not his fault. But let's say he's going on a regular straight road. So then I feel even a Shomachinam. How can he swear that he wasn't Poshia? If he's walking on a straight road and it broke, he had to be Poshia, he had to be negligent. So that's why he doesn't understand why could they just make this Shavua and be, exempt themselves. Where mayor, mayor holds that Shavua is Zu Lomanadinhi. This Shavua is not Minhadin. It's not like it's a letter of the law. It's not like an actual Minhadin Shavua. It was that the Khan of the Kham made. If we don't allow one to make this shavua and exempt oneself when, tra- when transporting a barrel from place to place from paying the original owner then no one's going to want to do this no one's going to transport barrels from place to place and therefore we were talking with this that they could swear I broke it not with my intention and be put and be exempt so Reb Meir is in essence saying to Reb Yezer that I'm on the same page as you. I, I, I agree with you that I don't understand why we would allow them to make this Shavua. But as a Takana to ensure that people should be carrying barrels for one another and not just never do this kind act for one another, we allow them this Shavua so they could you know, go ahead and do the kind act. And then if something happens, if it breaks, as long as it wasn't their intention, we allow them to make this Shavua and allow them to exempt themselves. This will keep, you know, it'll keep business going and keep people doing chasa with each other to hire them to tra- transfer barrels from one place to another.